0: You asked who is the believer of this episode? It's you.
1: No! <laughs> no! <laughs> it's it's you, not. Caroline. I don't believe anything. There's not a thought in my head. I don't think about
0: things. You are uh, the believer now. <laughs> no. Welcome to
1: Heinously Uninformed. Where we recap the latest episode of the second season of The Mandalorian. I'm Caroline, and I can name three Star Wars movie titles. And I don't know what a Mandalorian is.
0: And I'm Albert, a lifelong Star Wars fan. Hello and welcome back to Heinously Uninformed. This is uh, episode seven, season two, the penultimate episode, Caroline. Uh We're at the finish line. The end is in sight.
1: It is. Oh. Beautiful. (laughs) Glorious. Amazing.
0: It's almost here. Caroline, the day you've been waiting for, your true Christmas miracles when this show is over next week.
1: Oh, Oh my God.
0: You don't have to wake up so early. You don't have to watch the show. You don't have to think about it.
1: Yeah, I, like, literally, when I finished the episode, I sat and I was like, what happened? I need to, like, (laughs) think about what happened. I could try to put it together in my brain and understand how it fits into the universe. I don't have to do that anymore after next week.
0: Exactly, (laughs) exactly. But, you know, this is a little bittersweet because... Because we're almost at the end of our journey, we're almost done recording the show. Oh, no. And then we're going to be locked away in the Disney vault for know. whoever knows how long. Right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, what's, what's next? What's next for Star Wars? What's next for Haynes Uninformed? What's next, you know, for Mankind? Well, that's really a great say.
0: question, Caroline, because <laughs> speaking of Disney vaults, I'm wearing my Disney shirt. Reminder, we're on Instagram and YouTube. We have video portions now. But I'm wearing my Disney shirt. It's from uh, Tokyo, Japan. It was a gift, oh. um, And the reason I'm wearing this is because our Disney overlords have announced a whole slate of shows that heinously unformed can cover next.
1: Yay! <laughs>
0: the Disney vault. Has revealed that there are offerings. And now what I'd like to do, Carolyn, is I'd like to read every single upcoming TV show. And so, so some context is there's this every year, Disney does this like huge little showcase for investors. It's called Disney Investor Day. And they sort of showcase all their upcoming projects, their slate of projects that are in development, in production, and releasing soon. And so a lot of Star Wars stuff. So I'm gonna rattle down the Star Wars, the new Star Wars shows and movies that are coming out, and I'd like to just hear. A very brief impression, like keep it keep it like 10 seconds or shorter, maybe one <laughs> word, okay? okay? And I'm just going to list the names of the shows without any context. And I just want to hear a brief 10-second reaction, okay? Okay. There is over, I think, like a dozen. So.
1: Oh, cool. <laughs> so let's wow. go through this. There's that much? <laughs> there's a lot. Is more. this all Star Wars or is this all?
0: <laughs> this is all Star Wars. Stop! And there's, like, a whole, like, other chapter of Disney-specific. There's a whole chapter of Marvel-specific. There's, like, literally Twitter threads of every single new project coming out. But I'm this is all, only okay. Star Wars. This is just Star Wars.
1: I'm already tired, but okay. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> all right.
0: All right. Here's the new slate of Star Wars projects. Number one, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Isn't he dead? Alright, that's a good impression. <laughs> second project. Are you ready for the second project? Yeah. This is a spin-off series called Ahsoka.
1: Hey, that could I do like her. That could be cool.
0: All right. Maybe. One for two.
1: Yeah. Next one
0: is Rangers of the New Republic.
1: I have a lot of questions about the different republics. <laughs> so I don't know how I feel about this one. Well, these We're... are
0: the Rangers of the New Republic.
1: Okay. I'm looking at my notes. I don't know who that is yet. Got All it. All right. Next one.
0: Next <laughs> okay. one. Now, this one is the last name of the character we've seen in the movies, and the title is Andor.
1: I don't know who that is. <laughs> that honestly sounds like a place.
0: It sure does. All right. Next one. The next one is an animated show called The Bad Batch.
1: Sounds like uh, the cookies I made last night. <laughs> All right,
0: next one. Uh, <laughs> next one is like a limited series of animated shows called Star Wars Visions.
1: It's not a good title. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I should say each of these shows uh, is prefaced by Star Wars, so it's Star Wars Obi Wan Kenobi, Star Wars Ahsoka, Star Wars Rangers. All right, okay. we got a few more. <laughs> the next one is also a name, uh, but it's the first name, and it's called Lando.
1: Is that Mando's sister? <laughs> is that? Oh, wait, I guess he's a Mandalorian. Is that Landa, a-, a Landalorian?
0: All right, next one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to address any of the questions okay. or concerns
1: you might have. Got it. No, just, just love don't. Goodness. I just, I love knowing nothing. It's great. All
0: right, the next one is uh, the Acolyte.
1: Is that a, a real word or is that a Star Wars word? That's a
0: real word. Is
1: it, <laughs> like, know, like, a- is it like accolade?
0: Yeah, no, no. I think it's like someone who's like, oh, uh, let me just Google it real quick. Okay, that okay. Ac- acolyte. The, the one, this one, I'm probably the most, it's a person assisting the celebrant in a religious service or procession, an acolyte.
1: So maybe it's like ritualistic and like witchcrafty, <laughs> but like space witchcraft. I'm interested. Maybe.
0: Did I'm you watch? Interested. Did you watch Russian Doll, the no, show on Netflix?
1: People said I would like it, and I haven't watched it.
0: The same creator behind that is doing The Acolyte. Oh. Yeah. All right. Next one. The next one is called A Droid Story.
1: That sounds boring as hell. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, that's it for TV. Now films. Are you ready? Oh my
1: god! Okay, two, let's... <laughs>
0: two films. Okay, okay. Uh, the first one is called Rogue Squadron.
1: Didn't Rogue One suck? <laughs> this,
0: this I don't think is a sequel to that movie.
1: Oh, but that's confusing because it's the same <laughs> word twice. It sure is.
0: So Rogue Squadron. You know, it's directed by Patty Jenkins. Are you familiar with Patty Jenkins? Directed uh the
1: n- name is familiar. Wonder
0: Woman. She's right. Wonder Woman.
1: Wonder Wonder Woman.
0: Yeah. So okay. next, the next thing, and it's the final thing on the list, mm-hmm. is an untitled Taika Waititi project.
1: That's not going to be Star Wars, probably. It is going to be or, Star Wars. Oh it
0: <laughs> it's just untitled.
1: Okay. <laughs> and that's it. We did uh, it.
0: We got through wow. the Disney Plus slate of Star Wars projects.
1: Okay. And when when are we expecting all of these things?
0: In the ensuing years, so in theory, Disney, um, they do these uh, slate reveals just to get more money, you know, to get the investors right. excited, like, "Hey, yeah. we, we we got good things We're coming doing down the
1: things, line." Guys. So it's yeah. it's
0: unclear the varying levels of production that these are, or like what what stage these all are. Up. But Andor, so you've seen Rogue One, right? No. Okay. I <laughs> just, just heard. heard I
1: just heard it was garbage.
0: <laughs> well, it Was mixed. I, I enjoyed it. Okay. But yeah, so some of these are tied to the movie. Some of these are spinoffs from Mandalorian, like Ahsoka mm-hmm. you met. So very exciting. That was the only one that your ears perked up for. I think that one's the one you're excited for.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, are they going to have, it was Zoe Saltana?
0: Yeah, but, Zoe okay. Deschanel.
1: Zoe Deschanel. Well, they're going to have the same actress. No, it was though, Rosario
0: right? Dawson. Oh but my yes. God. <laughs> Why did I think? Because she's also in a Disney property where she uh, is covered in makeup in the movie series Guardians of the Galaxy, where she, where
1: oh, she that's plays why Gamora. Okay.
0: It's a, it's a, it's a simple mistake. Yeah. I see it. I, I've confused them too. Okay. But that's the only one that you're excited for.
1: Right. Are They're going to have this. I only want to, would want to see it if it's the same actress. I
0: believe so. Yeah.
1: So fingers crossed <laughs> for that one. We'll
0: yeah. Well, I'm glad we were able to review the new slate of Star Wars projects. Now you don't have to watch any of them. <laughs>
1: Yes, amazing, great, fantastic.
0: <laughs> Until further notice.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, well, but no, we're not here to talk about the new yeah. projects. We're here to talk <laughs> about what's what's airing currently, and we just finished watching chapter 15 titled The Believer. Caroline, your I, thoughts?
1: <laughs> I literally, normally it's pretty clear who or what they're referencing with the title of the episode. Who the fuck is the believer in this episode? Are you serious? I don't know who it is.
0: The believer is both Mayfield and Mando. I don't. At least that's my impression of it, because both of them are are uh, their belief system is called into question. Their values, their morals are are questioned in this episode, and so their lack of faith or them deviating from their from their. Uh, normal uh, livelihood was challenged in this episode. The question of faith, right? Right?
1: Like, there was a lot of this episode where I was like, this is a lot. This is like, I don't but it's, know. it's not a lot in
0: the same way it was in previous episodes. It's not lore-heavy. It's not, it's character-heavy. It's just like...
1: Sure. I guess I also had issues again with some of the writing. <laughs> again because it was it felt very like formulaic like trophy writing which I I don't take this the wrong way but I know you love it uh <laughs> so <laughs> Go um, ahead. I don't know it was just like I just felt like uh it, it was a little repetitive there was again like lots of fighting uh I didn't know who the believer was supposed to be Uh, I have a lot of questions about the dude. What's his name? The guy. I just have, I refer to him as the guy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Because they're like, oh, we need you because you know the codes or whatever from, from the Imperial times. He's
0: got a data disk or something.
1: So he has the data disk, but then why didn't they just take the disk from him? Well, he
0: has his Imperial codes,
1: but he didn't even do the thing when they got to the place. The
0: codes are on the USB stick that they plugged into terminal.
1: Yeah, why didn't they? Why didn't he? Why didn't he just give that to Nightbader? Why did he have to come along? He did. That
0: eventually happened. Right. No,
1: wait. Okay. So he's they like, s- <laughs> I maybe we'll get to it. We'll we'll talk, get maybe, to it. We'll get to it. But wh- okay. the.
0: the I think you're teasing out my, my impression of this episode, which is uh, this is my favorite episode of the series so far. I think it, it, it uh, tells a really cool arc in a self-contained episode, and it's not necessarily predicated on prior knowledge or lore. It's just good storytelling. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and last week or maybe a week prior, I'm like, I think I mentioned on this podcast, I just kind of want them to talk just want, want to know how Mando feels. I just want yeah. just them sitting in a car on a road trip and just talking. And that's exactly what happened in this episode. I was so happy. I loved it. I loved them just talking about politics and life and philosophy. Yeah, I loved it. I ate it up. Oh, and I should mention this was <clears throat> written and directed by Rick Famuyiwa. Um, he's a really cool director who did some episodes for Mandalorian season one and I think he was attached to the Flash movie at some point, but he's a really talented director, writer-director. He's great. Highly recommend. He also directed my two favorite episodes from season one. Oh. Yeah.
1: I've never heard of him. (laughs) (laughs) So,
0: Well, check out his work, Caroline. Should we we start uh, digging into a play-by-play of this episode? Yes. All right, kick us off, Caroline. Where do we start?
1: We start... I do know. Well, I believe I know. The creatures in the background, I call them creatures. They're robots. Uh are they <laughs> Imperial Walkers? They in the they... background of this like I wrote down uh Imperial Walker Machine Robot Yard.
0: <laughs> they certainly look like it.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: But um yeah, I don't I don't know exactly where they are, but it's Yeah. It's like a uh, a prison camp
1: i guess i guess yeah so they go uh we open there we see the guy what's his name bill burr uh, mayfield is May his character Field. okay mayfield <laughs> uh i'm not gonna remember that Mayfield. what did you think of
0: bill burr by the way
1: i mean i didn't i don't know <laughs>
0: <laughs> what do you mean you didn't think of him I guess,
1: like, okay, so you were like, I like their conversations. And I was like, why is he digging into this kind of shit right now? (laughs) Didn't seem like a good time for him to be like, you know, we're the same. Like, it didn't seem, it's not the kind of conversation I would have had at the time that they were having it, you know, transporting (laughs) highly explosive material and being shot at.
0: Where would you comfortably have that conversation? Over tea at Coffee Bean or something?
1: Well, maybe not at Coffee Bean. Uh, but definitely over tea.
0: Okay, over I tea. I don't know.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. So Bill Burr, he's a uh, he's in prison. Like it's like some scrapyard, right? And there's
1: yes, yeah
0: droid security guards, which is also a little weird because I don't remember the Republic having like droids as guards. Yeah, <laughs> I But um, I
1: don't
0: know. he's Cara Dune arrives to uh. Uh, give him a, a better view right take mm-hmm. him out of here mm-hmm. but he doesn't know Kara he doesn't know these people that are, are uh, trying to smuggle him out of prison until Mando descends down the slave one's stairs um, and Bill Burr reacted uh, kind of scared right
1: yeah he didn't Shocked. look excited I don't know
0: <laughs> did you watch the recap for this episode
1: I did, but like also my cat was being annoying, so I like <laughs> didn't. <laughs> so yeah. I there was definitely I saw the bit of the recap where uh they had their like Spider-Man, like everyone's pointing their guns at each other. <laughs>
0: Spider-Man. Like spider Man. It's like Spider Man. I
1: don't know, I think of the Spider Man meme where they're like pointing at each other. Oh. <laughs> the <laughs> Not Spider-Man the same meme. thing. The Spider Man meme Without pointing. With, but with guns. Got um it, got it yeah uh i I think those are described as
0: a standoff right
1: oh you know i think there is a word for that yeah and it would be standoff yeah they're in a a, but i like i like i like dubbing
0: it the (laughs) spider-man everyone's in a spider Man.
1: they're kind of just spider-man style standing and looking at each other with their hands up but in their hands that they're holding up they have guns so (laughs) uh I they they were yelling, and then I know you mentioned last time that like the reason why he's in this prison labor camp is because, Knight Vader didn't help him or got him in trouble. I don't know mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. They, they were they were they were on a job, and um, Mando just wasn't feeling the moral uh, complex. Like I think he felt conflicted about the act, like the criminal actions they were doing, and ultimately mm-hmm. betrayed them. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there is some history behind them. And um, I I also want to point out that like Boba Fett came down the staircase too. And like his armor looks really clean and plasticky.
1: I almost didn't like, I literally was like, who is that? Like I did another (laughs) one of those, who is that? For a character that I should know, I was, I didn't know who it was until I saw the other girl from last time, whose name I can oh, not yeah. remember. Fennec, I believe? Fennec. Isn't? I knew it had to do with a fox, and I <laughs> couldn't remember how. Wait, what do you uh, mean a fox? Is fennec, a fox... Fennec foxes are like the cutest creature ever. Have you... S-
0: I had no idea. I, I'm <gasps> uninformed on fennec foxes. Oh,
1: my God. They're the most... They're tiny. Really? They dig. They're little fluffy guys. They're so cute. Aw, that's so, so cute. So cute. I love that. It's adorable. Um, So I... I just knew Fox was related to her name.
0: Uh, What a cute connotation for an assassin.
1: Yeah. Like a little foxy character.
0: Sure thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They they get on board, but before they get on board and go over the plan, was there anything you want? Was there any sort of context you're missing here? Like, did you, could you follow? You could, you know that there's some, some beef going on here, right? Yeah.
1: So I have in my notes, uh, he is imperial. Was that before I wrote the New Order, and then, <laughs> and then I in my head I was like, "New Order is not what it's called."
0: Isn't that a I, band like the New Order, like a Christian band? Probably. I, might be I don't
1: know. I definitely didn't listen to them. Uh, and then I wrote down later because they said New Republic. I was like, "That's that's what I meant." I'm that's like, it. almost there. But then I am like. So the empire is bad and I know that. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Okay. So was the imperial times before the empire?
0: They're the same thing. The empire is the imperial senate, right? Aren't those
1: I don't fucking know. Things? I'm ass- I'm uninformed, honey. I don't know anything. <laughs> I'm just confused
0: by the question.
1: <laughs> Because they're Uh, like, they're like, you're Imperial. And then uh
0: uh, I think that, like, you're Imperial and you're part of the Empire. That's like saying the same thing.
1: Why then do they have words that are different? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Okay, Carol. I don't know. I was just trying to figure out a timeline of, like, if he's Imperial and I guess Art. So he was a bad guy. So we yeah, should he was, like he was him. A, He
0: was a stormtrooper. Stormtrooper. Oh,
1: that makes sense for him at the end when he has the argument with the dude. Yeah. Valen.
0: Oh my god. If you miss that aspect, then the whole arc doesn't make sense. Cause doesn't he's essentially even make sense. <laughs> there's a character in uh did you watch The Last Jedi? When the Star Wars movie, The Last Jedi?
1: Did that just come out? Recently? It came out in
0: 2017.
1: I did not watch that at all.
0: Okay, well there's a character in that um movie played by benicio del toro named dj who's like this neutral uh like rogue force he's like good guys bad guys you know they're all the same they're all evil they're there's like n- very nihilistic and that's sort of i think bill burr's sort of same uh characterization it's like ah, morally ambivalent there's no good in the world there's no bad in the world everyone's just like trying to get by
1: okay and I guess that's, that's and
0: and i think that stems from his experiences as a stormtrooper
1: <laughs> I, yeah because i had i i have a lot of questions all about, right let's let's keep going yeah. so basically
0: okay. um mando recruits mayfield to help uh locate moff Gideon's ship and and um that's when uh mayfield is alerted to the fact that the reason he's on this mission is because his little green dude was kidnapped Yeah. and then he's like okay I'll. okay let's what what what, what do you what do you need um, and Mayfield responds, well, I need to plug into an internal Imperial terminal thing so I can find the coordinates of Moff Gideon's ship. And I know there's a base on this planet called Morag, but uh, it's really heavily guarded. So we'll have to sneak in. We'll have to get in there, do the, do this a covert mission. Yeah. You're making a lot of faces. <laughs> What's happening?
1: Because you said Morag.
0: It's called Morag.
1: And then I was like, that's really familiar. And then I'm thinking of Zoe Zaldana in yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. That
0: is the name of a planet in Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs>
1: oh my God. Is it the same universe? No. What? But they're the both fuck? owned
0: by our Disney overlords.
1: That's why I'm confused. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's a planet in Guardians. That's I'm like, I know this planet. I Googled it. It's Morag. It's okay. featured in the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh,
1: yeah, which is the only one I saw and I didn't like it. So uh, I loved it.
0: Anyways. I didn't like it. <laughs> so um and then Mayfield's like, What's in it for me? You know, I'm I'm putting my neck on the line. Are you gonna free me afterwards? Caredin's like, Nope. And he's like, Well, what's in it for me? He's like, You get a better view. And so he reluctantly agrees to this mission. Um, and so out of the, the the roster, to answer a question you posed earlier, why is not Mando? Why does Mando have to be the one that uh, covertly uh, journeys into the space with Mayfield, opposed to Cara Dune, Fennec, or even Boba Fett?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Why, I'm asking you. I'm oh, quizzing you. Mm, mm,
1: mm. Uh-huh. I have an answer.
0: I can explain it to you if you'd rather. Hold
1: on. Why does Mando have to do it?
0: Because it's explicitly talked about in this episode. <laughs> like they literally, every person is like, I can't do it for this reason.
1: Because of the helmet that... <laughs> Caroline, you're like a student in class,
0: like a teacher is like calling randomly and you're like bullshitting an answer.
1: Yep. Hi. Uh, Well, the thing about the reason why they had the discussion, can we get into that? Why they were even talking about it? So basically,
0: Caroline, they do these scans, like they scan your body somehow. And like, if you have a record, then you're flagged by security. You can't get in. So, Boba Fett has a record with the Empire because he was Darth Vader's right hand man. Fennec is an assassin, has a record, some records, and uh, Cara Dune can't go because she has a tattoo of the Republic on her cheek. So, she is clearly, uh, she can't, she's like on the file, she's like an enemy. So, the only but, left person is.
1: But, okay, from my favorite episode The
0: episode, second one? The Ice episode One? Episode
1: Two The Ice yeah. Spiders. They're like, there's a warrant out for your arrest for all these dumb things. And then they're like, but we're not going to arrest you. We're going to let you go. So he has a record.
0: With the Republic. (laughs)
1: How are, ah, I don't okay. know. I don't. I don't.
0: I don't think about this too much. I mean,
1: it's okay. the thing
0: is, I didn't really think about the mechanics that got us to the point. They don't have like a
1: crossover of like because I feel like if you fuck up in one realm, they'll be like, come <laughs> over here to this other realm, and will things will be great. So they'd have well, a record. A they'd like know what you did.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe I, I don't know. know. Maybe it's maybe we're we're skirting past a specific detail that that does lock it in. But that wasn't a big issue for me. What was a big issue for me was Boba Fett is just sort of like. Part of this crew, I told you everything I mentioned Yes, last week and it still bugs me this week that he's just sort of like taking orders and playing part like part of this team where, yeah. where he's like kind of a ruthless bounty hunter. It just doesn't, it still does It's anytime I see him following orders or doing things, yeah. it doesn't make sense. It's like if a character you remembered in the movies as being super villainous mm-hmm. is somehow like part of the team now on the good guys, it just is weird personally.
1: I, like, forgot he was in the episode, except for the <laughs> fact that he drives the getaway car at the end.
0: Exactly. So, well, he was yeah. in the episode. His his armor looks good. but um, Yeah. But Mando, for this episode, has to work with Mayfield. And step one of this is to remove his armor. He removes his armor and gets into mm-hmm. some stormtrooper getup after hijacking um, the transport that is carrying... Some material called like rhydonium or something
1: like that. Yeah.
0: Um, but this was like step one, and why I love this episode is because they're literally removing the thing that has kept us from understanding Mando's character. Literally, we're able to see his face this episode, and so I think, like metaphorically, we're removing the layers so we can get a more vulnerable, more meaningful character insight. And mm-hmm. I was like, "Ooh, are we gonna? We're gonna? We're gonna see his face?" Like as soon as we knew that. He, He was taking his arm off. We knew where he was going to see his face. Yeah, I
1: figured we were going to see it. And I was like, Albert's going to be like, okay, you saw the face. And I know this happens later. And you're going to ask me, oh, my God, who is that? (laughs) And then because I know that he was on another show that we watched.
0: Yeah, well, who is it? Let's just kind of I'm curious. What was your impression of his face?
1: I mean, he's handsome, but I don't know who the fuck that is. So
0: you don't know the actor?
1: No, I mean, I kind of, like, he looks familiar, but I don't, like, know him.
0: How do you know that he was in Game of Thrones?
1: Either you told me or someone (laughs) else did. I don't remember him being in it, though. That
0: actor is Pedro Pascal, and he played, I forgot the specific character name in in, uh, season four of Game of Thrones, but uh, uh, no spoilers, but his character... Is really cool in the show and comes to an untimely end in the show as well.
1: As, as it happens in that show. <laughs> but he was in season four, so I wouldn't have known him. Season
0: three or season four, I believe. But I think it's season four. Yeah, I, I, okay. you wouldn't have seen him. Okay. He was, then, he no, was introduced nothing. and removed in the same season.
1: Oh, fuck. Okay, bye. Uh, yeah, but I he was a fan
0: favorite. People love Pedro Pascal. Okay. <laughs> and his weapon of choice in the Game of Thrones was a spear. And what's his oh. metallic weapon in this show?
1: Beskar steel, honey.
0: Beskar steel spear, baby. There it is,
1: honey. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah.
0: So already, I'm like starting to get the hints of like something really promising. And then this is where stuff gets really compelling for me. Is now it's Mando and Mayfield on a road trip through Morag.
1: Uh huh.
0: What are your thoughts, Caroline?
1: I again, I was like, why are you having this conversation here? Because like <laughs> clearly, it's a point of. Like, like he's asking these like hard questions. Like, is it about the armor or is it about whatever? Like it just, it didn't, I was kind of just like, this doesn't seem like a helpful conversation to have right now when there's like a lot on the line. He's already emotionally misses his friend. Like, why do you have to ask him about his helmet? Like, just (laughs) like leave, leave. Leave Night Vader alone, like.
0: <laughs> oh, you were you were trying to protect Night
1: Vader. I mean, I guess I was. So just you like, care
0: about Night Vader?
1: I don't care about him. I'm just like Caroline.
0: You care about this show. You I care, don't care about, about the titular. St- you, you care. You literally just did the Britney Spears me. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: care about this. Uh, I guess like, <laughs> you I. I just care. Not- I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I can't decide if I like care or if I'm ambivalent or if I like hate it, but I I don't know what I, I don't know. How do I feel? Here's the
0: truth, Caroline. This show I feel is representing your arc for this season two of Heinously Informed. You are the believer. You are the Mayfield in the in, 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 of us two. Okay. <laughs> what? Okay. You are the Mayfield. <laughs> no, no, let me let me walk you through my thought process because what's happening here is. Uh, Mayfield's talking his head off because he's a nervous talker, right? He's just chatting with Mando, just trying to get some conversation going because they're carrying material that can explode and they're sort of navigating through these areas that are uh, essentially uh, under empire control. So it's like yeah. a... What's that term when you're like Cold. taking over a land? You're Cold. occupying. They're occupying.
1: occupying. yeah.
0: <clears throat> and so they're just chatting. They're just chatting, right? But Mayfield, he's not a believer. He, he sees the Republic and the Empire as sort of the same evils. There's no differentiating mark. And so that seed is planted in this road trip scene. And what else is planted in this scene is that Mando specifically straight up tells Mayfield, I will not show my face. Both of those colonels, what happens by the end of the episode? Not only does Mando show his face, but Bill Burr Mayfield it becomes a believer. And Caroline, you have not been a believer of this show, but last week you were starting to explain some of the plot hoes using the lore and logic of the story. You literally just did the Britney Spears meme for Mando. I think you are becoming a Mando stan. I think you are a believer, Caroline. I- If you asked who is the believer of this episode, it's you.
1: No! No! It's, it's you, not Caroline. I don't believe anything. There's not a thought in my head. I don't think about things.
0: You are uh, the believer now.
1: <laughs> no. You are the believer. I'm not. I don't believe anything. Yeah. Ever in my life.
0: Uh-huh. Sure. Sure. And then the other sort of poignant line, because you're like, ah, writing sucks. I'm like, writing is
1: mwah, chef's kiss. I know.
0: Mama Mamma I Knew <laughs> you were gonna be like, this is so
1: here's political. here's the
0: line. Here's the line. If you can make it through the day and still sleep at night, then you're doing better than most. Ooh. Ooh. Remember season one? No, you don't because you didn't watch it. But remember, Mando was hired to capture and deliver Baby Yoda to the Empire. That was his bounty. That was his mm-hmm. job. He was a bounty hunter. Lawless man. No morals. No moral compass. Would just do whatever he could for money. Okay. But something happened. He met Baby Yoda. He fell
1: in fell love. Fell in love.
0: And so what did he do? He did what he did he could so he can sleep at night. It's both of these characters just reckoning with our humanity. I I love it. It's so good. And there's no action required. It's just good storytelling. I was just
1: getting like uh, lesser of the two evils vibes from Bill Burr. (laughs) Like just people like, I don't know, that are like, I don't know, like it all kind of sucks, doesn't it, when you get down to it? None of us are really good, but- (laughs) None of us are really bad either, and I'm like, no, there are bad people. Okay, we're not alike.
0: <laughs> but I agree, I agree. But he has a change of heart. Um, but they're interrupted. We see explosions in the distance, mass yes. explosions. We hear radio saying mm-hmm. like, hey, slow down. If you go too fast, this the stuff might explode. Mm-hmm. But that's not what causes the explosions. It's pirates raiding pirates from this from this planet, and um, mm-hmm. we have a really cool action sequence. The reason I think it's cool. Is because what what was missing from the action sequences in in the show so far, in your opinion? Because you didn't like the action sequences, and I was, like, mixed on them. I thought they were cool Uh, to look at, but there was something missing. And I felt like this action sequence added something that was missing from the previous ones.
1: Tension is what I always talk about. Yes! I agree,
0: Caroline! Oh, my God, I'm a going off I'm discer- this is my dissertation, Caroline. there was tension in this one. you know why nice, why and it's because they didn't add anything new, they removed something crucial. they got rid of his armor, and he is no longer this like oh. beast mode. he is literally hmm. getting hit His arm he- his armor's not protecting him, he can't see well in his helmet. he is vulnerable, and I'm like, ooh, this is a cool action sequence i don't think he might i I wasn't sure if he would win or not. I knew he would survive. But I really didn't know if he would win the, conf- the battle.
1: I totally forgot about all of those plot points. <laughs> and I was like, oh, they're fighting and he's going to win.
0: <laughs> but he didn't have his armor. He didn't have his jetpack. He didn't have his spear. He didn't I have didn't his they... armor targeting missiles.
1: I forgot that those were even things.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. I l- And I thought, again, visually, the visual effects were, I think, I think you can tell this episode there's, like, three episodes in the season so far that got, like, more money than the other episodes. And I feel like this episode in particular got a lot more money than yeah. the other episodes. And yeah. I, it shows. I'm like, ooh, this is good. So that's why that worked for me. But for you, just just another walk in the park.
1: Well, I was just like, Jesus, there are so many of these fucking pirates. Like, <laughs> they blow them up and they're like, all right, back to the old grind. And then more pirates. And then they blow them up and they're like, okay, continuing back to the old grind and then what is it more pirates like over and over and I just there's too many pirates too many yeah and And I guess it just seemed like they all were at this there wasn't like mega pirates that came after them like they didn't have like they didn't have to bring in the big guns I was just like okay you defeated those guys you're obviously gonna delete like defend like you're gonna it doesn't matter like you're going to kill them because you already killed them. You're going to keep killing yeah. them. I don't know. Didn't feel That. Well, nice. <laughs> I, there was a
0: moment where like there's three pirate ships and I'm like Mando can't take care of these guys and then what comes to the rescue? Typically this these vehicles never come to the rescue. They're actually the perpetrators of destruction, but yeah. destruction. Mm-hmm. But what swoops in and saves them? Two tie fighters. And it's played this like it's played very triumphantly. Yeah. Which is for a Star Wars fan, you're like, that is weird. It's, it's, but it's good weird. It's like complex weird because you're like, oh, the bad guys save the good guys. Like, are we supposed to but be cheering?
1: Only because they don't know. They,
0: yeah. And then when we get inside, everyone's cheering and celebrating, which is, and it, it reminded me of the first Star Wars movie when they blow up the Death Star, they return to base and they have this whole celebration. And I'm mm-hmm. like, whoa, the evil guys also celebrate. They So it was like this weird, like, other side of the coin where you saw the humanity of the villains. And I'm like, ooh, I feel, this is complex. I like this. This is making Mm -hmm. me think about the way I relate to good and evil.
1: I was like, why are they so excited? (laughs) (laughs) Why do they care? And then I realized, because then they said, like, you're the only people that made it back. I was like, oh, I guess, like. That would make sense. But the amount of cheering was, like, the Queen's fucking Diamond <laughs> Jubilee. It was, like, they were excited. It was, I, it, it was It
0: was just so weird. Because the equivalent of this is, like, you know, seeing the Nazi regime, who are, like, essentially, like, towards the end of World War Two who are mm-hmm. all, they're, like, the underdogs. And it's mm-hmm. played as this, like, triumphant moment where it's, like, this weird dichotomy where it really, it's just so, uh, I don't, I was, like, Because Bill Burr is like so confused. He's like, "Yeah, thanks, everyone. Yay!" Just like,
1: yeah, shaking people's
0: hands, giving like, and but you can just tell how conflicted he feels. And this is sort of the upending of of uh, Bill Burr with the whole line. You got to do what you can to so you can sleep at night. Mm -hmm. And so, what what do they have to do next so they can sleep at night?
1: Uh, They have to find the place to put in the codes. To find the codes (laughs) to get the. (laughs) <laughs> to get the coordinates
0: yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so everything's going according to plan uh-huh. bill burr enters the break room and sees valen hess who we don't know but bill burr does mm-hmm. and this guy used to be his old boss and i honestly this was the most relatable thing of the episode where i'm like i've been in that situation where i've run into my old boss and i'm like uh, I don't want to see you. I just like wanna avoid cut con- eye contact.
1: I had to pause and write down my notes because I was like, I have questions. <laughs> what are your questions? I guess I have question. I have singular question.
0: <laughs> Single Okay.
1: Uh because he walks in the room and the motherfuckers lock eyes. They look at each other. Yeah. First of all, I think this is my first time seeing like a stormtrooper without a helmet on. Yeah. So I guess I was like, I, are they all just, like, human-looking creatures? That wasn't yeah. my question. That's just, like, in my head. I'm like, oh, he's, like, seeing a stormtrooper without his helmet. I guess I guess stormtroopers can get their helmet off. Okay, whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. But they lock eyes, and then he, like, immediately is like, ah, 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 big nope. And he walks out, and he's like, I can't go in there because I <laughs> I used to work under him. And I was like, he already saw you. So, like, if you're worried about being recognized, that would happen... That would happen right now. And then you mm-hmm. guys are in the same. So like, this leads into my question.
0: All right, hit me.
1: Of why the fuck did they bring this guy with his <laughs> little thumb drive when they're like, you know the co- you know the codes. If all of the codes are in the, the thing that he's holding and all he has to do is hand it to Night Vader and then... Oh fuck, sorry. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I mean Night Carolyn just
0: knocked her mic onto the ground. <laughs> I just
1: karate chopped my pop filter. Uh if Night Vader is able to just go, I know he doesn't want to take his helmet off and whatever, get his face skin. If, but if all he had to do was like have the drive, then like, why does this guy need to come? Because I don't think he put the coats in. Like, I think he was like, I can't do it. And so that's when. Night Vader's like, "Me, I'll do it. I'll take off my helmet yeah. and I'll, and I'll put the fucking thumb drive in the computer and mm-hmm. do my typing and we'll get the info."
0: Yeah. I have an answer for this. Do you want to hear it?
1: <sighs> I guess.
0: Uh because he it's like here, how do how do I describe it? Let's say you need you need to steal something from a house, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, you don't know what's inside the house because you don't live there. You know you don't know like what's on the other side. So mm-hmm. that's why there are things called inside jobs. You hire someone from the inside to aid you in this pursuit. Not only is Mayfield a former employee of the Stormtroopers, he understands how people carry themselves. He understands how to answer questions when they're pressed upon, which does come to fruition in this episode. So Mayfield's their inside guy. He will help them navigate the house in terms of breaking like this is where you have to go to, to break this thing. Otherwise okay. no one knows what they're doing. So Mayfield is the only one that needs to be there.
1: I guess I'm kind of just like, was that decided on like after they got him out of prison? Uh, and they, he was like, Oh, I could get the info you need from this specific base. Like, could they have gotten it from somewhere? They could have gotten or? it
0: from any, any like Imperial terminal.
1: Okay, but I guess they would have, like, needed him to get to the terminal.
0: Yeah. Ha-ha, I win.
1: Convenience! <laughs> wets off, wets off. <laughs> Our convenience! Okay.
0: <laughs> okay, so Mando, um, Mando's like, or, or Mayfield's like, the job's done. We we got to get out of here. I don't want to see my old boss. And Mando's yeah. like, give it to me. He's like, no, no, you got to show your face. We're done. We got to get out of here. He's like, give it to me. And so Mando grabs the disc, goes into the rec room, goes to the terminal, plugs it in, and he doesn't take his mask off, right? He doesn't take his mask off. I was off like, and- "Do
1: you really fucking think, my dude, <laughs> who is supposedly very smart, that this would work? Because it won't, and we know, and then it doesn't, and now and it doesn't."
0: And now here's the true point: Is Mando a real Mandalorian, or is he a non-believer? Is he just a regular man who's going to reveal his face and opposed to his better judge judgment and in Because he loves Grogu so much, he's willing to leave behind his code of conduct, his ethics, remove the mask, and get the information he needs. Mm -hmm. That's huge. Don't you think that's huge? That's a big indiscretion. It's like, culturally, spiritually, this is like, this is like a big, it's his religion. He just like, de-helmeted himself.
1: I guess I'm kind of just like... Yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do, right? <laughs> okay, <laughs> Bill Burr. Whatever. You see you are you Whatever just did a BuzzFeed accent. tonight. If you wanna go to bed, you gotta take off your helmet. <laughs>
0: you are you are when you do the BuzzFeed quiz, which Star Wars Mandalorian yeah. character are you? You're gonna get Mayfield.
1: I really hope 100%. not, because he's a devil's advocate. Asshole that hey, I just—he's got
0: a change of heart because when Mando's in need, Valen Hess comes over here. It's like, who are you? What are you doing? What's your TK number? And Mando's just like, uh. I-, I like how Pedro Pascal plays it because he looks nervous and. And just like how, how like you reacted when a teacher called on you and didn't know the answer, he needed some saving. And Mayfield comes in is like, his TK number, here, here. He goes by Brown Eyes. He's his name is Brown Eyes. He he he's he doesn't know. He's got bad hearing. He explosion. Anyways, we're we're on our way. Mm-hmm. And instead, Valen, this evil, evil dude, is like, let's have some drinks. You guys are the only ones that got your transport delivered. Let's have some drinks. Mm-hmm. So, Caroline, how were these drinks?
1: Uh, It was, I was just getting the most Nazi vibes out of this guy. (laughs) I was so uncomfortable the whole time. So, so uncomfortable because he's like, talking about how you with the greater good than anything with the greater good. I'm just like, <laughs> you shut the fuck up. Um, and so that's when Bill Burr gets like real, real upset. And is like, oh yeah, no, I was there that day of this really horrible, tragic event where like 10,000 people died or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the guy's like, yeah, but like it it was uh for the greater good, right? And he was like, who's good though? Who's greater good? And the entire time that this conversation was happening, I was like, shut up. Stop talking. <laughs> I understand you're upset. I understand. I get it. I get it. I get it. Like, what I understand. But if you're trying, if you have a mission and you're making it personal, which I know it's hard to do when all your friends died. That's hard. <laughs> but, like, if you have a mission and it's Doesn't involve this person, then shut up and leave, and then everything will be fine, and you kill him later, okay? Shut up. Um, There was no tension. I didn't feel any tension. What? (laughs) What? No, there was a little, a a smidge, a speck of tension. I was literally, I'm like,
0: I was literally about to ask you, so this was like a genuinely tense moment, and you're like, no No tension. You freaking pulled the chair from under me. No,
1: there was a, there. this was the only part where I was like, I don't know if I, I felt like there was, but I was like, why is he doing this? I guess that's my reaction to tension is I'm always like, why are they doing this?
0: Well, um, like you said, Caroline, he's no longer going to be playing a devil's advocate. He will be now, he's taking a stand. Mm-hmm. He's like, wow, no, no. I've been lying to myself for all these years where it's like nihilistic. It doesn't matter. But I'm like, no, this, this, this did matter to me. Mm-hmm. This mattered to me a lot. And. This guy, this Nazi who's just impartial and indifferent about all the lives he's just so carelessly carelessly put into danger and killed. He's so cavalier. He doesn't give a crap about us. No. I'm no longer a devil's advocate. I'm a devil slayer. Oh. <laughs> and this scene reminded me a lot of like those tense um scenes in a Tarantino film, like Inglourious Basterds or Django Unchained. Are you familiar with those films?
1: Uh I went to film school, so I saw clips.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, in both of those films, there are, I mean, Tarantino's really known for his like tense dialogue and sort of creating a lot of suspense with with tense scenes. And in both Django Unchained and um, Glorious Bastards, there are scenes where characters are uh, covertly discussing... uh, Plans or just having a, a dinner table type of conversation okay. with like a Nazi or with a slave. I've master. seen
1: the Inglorious Bastards ones for sure. I saw that yeah. one. Yeah.
0: And just like any good person in 2020, Mayfield snaps. Mm-hmm. He's no longer like Empire, New Republic. It's the same. It's like no, 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 no. We're the Empire very is evil. Different. Yeah. And boom.
1: When he shot him, I was like, "Why did you do that?" Like, and then. <laughs> There's, like, someone behind, like, holding a cup. And he's like, uh, and then what does he do? He shoots him, too. Boom. I was just, and then everyone in the room gets shot. And I'm like, but then, but then, okay. So meanwhile, all this is going on, right? On the hillside, yeah. outside, we have Cara Dune. We have Fennec. And they mm-hmm. are, like, ready to just, like, shoot people, I guess. Um, I guess they were going to have to escape in some way. But like the positioning of Kara and Fennec to be facing the window where they are—I don't know—was it planned or was it awfully? Convenient? Well, I, it was
0: not planned that they would exit in the blaze of glory, uh, right. blaze of glory with a gunfight, mm-hmm. um, but.
1: Uh... Okay,
0: yeah, yeah, let's not talk about it. Just a little logistics. convenient. Just a little
1: convenient about how- yeah, It doesn't how
0: matter, Caroline. This is like, effective storytelling. We're going to okay.
1: jump out of this window and conveniently the hillside facing this window. But that's very the thing with,
0: with movies and TV, like they're not, they're approximations of reality, right? As long as you're telling a good story and really imbuing characters with wow. arcs and meaningful theme, then those I approximations of realism don't matter because you're involved in the facts. story.
1: I like facts. I like realness. I like <laughs> Caroline. <laughs> I love reality TV where it's very real, okay?
0: <laughs> you are just you are just like Mayfield in this episode. You're seething. You're oh seeing the face of evil in front yeah. of you, but all you want to do is really express your love for Mandalorian. and i i'm I'm Carolyn, this is a safe space. You can tell me how you feel. It's okay. No one's gonna judge you for loving Mandalorian. I don't, we get it. You love really, it you love it,
1: really, do not. Love it.
0: So they break out. They, mm-hmm. You know, uh, hell breaks loose. They, they have to break through the window. They're on on the fence. Cara Dune and Fennec are providing covering fire. Mm-hmm. And Boba Fett is mobilized, and um, they Boba Fett gets he picks them up. He saves them. Um, but before they sort of launch into this, Mayfield tells Mando like, "Hey, I never saw your face. I'm sorry," because he essentially killed this valen Hess, nazi character who is played by um he's played by this guy from doom the video game movie uh richard Brake, and he's also kind of just like a, a fun character actor who just plays really evil characters in all the movies he's yeah, really no, just like snake like
1: seem like a mean guy
0: yeah he's pretty so, evil yeah. but they get on the ship and this honestly was my favorite <laughs> this is it felt like it was specifically designed for me but Mando and Mayfield board the slave one, and they're fleeing. And Tie Fighters are in pursuit, mm-hmm. and they drop a bomb. And this bomb, this bomb, Caroline, <laughs> I have such a tremendous place in my heart for this bomb, which okay. is such a weird thing to say. No, but the last time we saw this specific bomb was in Star Wars uh, Episode Two: Attack of the Clones.
1: Ah, I am familiar with this film,
0: and the reason that. Stuck out to me so much in that film is because, uh, sound design wise, all the sound like the bomb is so powerful that it sucks the sound out from the film mm. and lets out this like rattering or uh shattering uh shockwave of a, a bomb. And then I was like, oh, that's so cool because I thought that was like one of the most brilliant like sound design things from the movies. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, they're they're doing it again in the show. That, like, that yeah. was like the one like fanservice y thing where I'm like, oh. I, I'm not impenetrable to this. This actually broke through my Grinch heart. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is really cool.
1: Is there a name for these bombs?
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know it by offhand, but it's like an ion thing. But it's just like, the thing is you, your enjoyment on that isn't predicated on knowing what I know. It's just, it's just a bomb that has a cool sound design. Yeah. And that's what it was in the movie. And I'm like, this is like how you do it. This yeah. is how you tell this type of story. It's not necessarily like... Look! Look! You remember? Do you remember this? Do you remember from this from books. Star Wars? From do you the book? From nineteen ninety seven?
1: The book? It was referenced in chapter four. The book from ninety seven? Yeah.
0: <laughs> but this was just like no. Ooh! This was this is this is a uh, this was elegant. This is classy. Yeah. This is classy fan service. I'll classy say.
1: Classy
0: fan service. Um, did you? How, how did you feel about this, this breakout? This breakout.
1: Uh, everything again very convenient. Uh, but I did also recognize the bomb. I was like, that's. I've seen that. Uh I didn't know that it was kind of only referenced in w- one of the only films that I can recall watching. Uh yeah. lucky me. Uh And then and then he turns back though and he's like, "Give me that gun." And then he <laughs> he shoots the what's it called? Riot Ry- Donium. Rydonium? Rydonium. i don't know why yeah. i added an extra syllable uh <laughs> and everything explodes in a so fiery good. fiery so yeah
0: i loved when mayfield grabbed the gun because he's like it's not enough that i just killed this one individual person because he knows the Rydonium is going to be used for evil it might level yeah. an entire city he's like no I'm not sitting on the stand uh, on the what's the what's the word when you're on the sidelines li- side sidelines <laughs> I'm not sitting on the sidelines anymore yeah mm-hmm. I'm I'm making a difference mm-hmm. this is the this is this is uh I thought it was cool his whole arc from the beginning of the episode was like ah, I'm a prisoner I don't care about things everything's the same In an nothing's episode-
1: important to me yeah end of the episode
0: change of heart he's a good guy
1: I guess he's the believer
0: and so are you, Carolyn.
1: I'm not.
0: <laughs> and I think I think both Cara Dune and, and um, Mando uh, recognize his change of heart, his good, his do-goodness, and they're like, "Oh, sounds like uh, Mayfield died in this this ex- yeah. uh, this whole thing." That's strange. And Bill Burr is just like, "Can I? Can I go? Is that my? Can I,
1: is that can I? Am, am I, I, I free?" All right. Bye.
0: No take backsies. No take backsies. He just like shuffles away. I
1: was kind of just like, okay, so you're on this planet where there was clearly (laughs) an imperial presence. Yeah. And though you may have just killed like the majority of the imperial presence, uh, also it's like a occupied colonized planet. And you have nothing but the coins in your pocket. Like, what are you supposed to? What is he supposed to do?
0: That's a question for season three when we revisit this character.
1: I'm informed this is not the same show, (laughs) unless we retitle it heinously unenthused and it's just an exhausted. (laughs) It's just
0: torture, Caroline.
1: Like, you guys want to know what I? I I will do a like four sentence recap. Oh, they have to go somewhere. They go there. And then there was a fight in the middle.
0: (laughs) Yep. yep. Season three. Uh, I'll be honest. I thought Bill Burr gave a really great performance. I'm not used to his acting chops, but I thought he did a really good job in this episode, especially that scene where he's just seething mm -hmm. and ultimately kills Valen Hess. I thought he did a great job. Mm -hmm. And so this episode ends with um, uh, Moff Gideon receiving a a FaceTime or a, a voicemail, right? What does uh, Mando tell Moff Gideon he rom- in the final moments he, of this episode?
1: He romantically tells him, you don't know what he means to me. It felt so like like a lost lover as opposed to like, <laughs> that's my child. Like it felt so, he was glittering. He looked like a real knight in that he light. He did. And he looked like knight a knight. Vader. Like if we make Knight Vader teas, I want it to be that like, I want it to look like that. So uh, it just felt like very romantic instead of like (laughs) vengeful.
0: Yeah. I'll say like it's romantic in the same way like a classic knight's tale or like a medieval story is romantic. It's romantic in the way where there is a noble hero Mm -hmm. who is on the pursuit of a noble cause against a very clearly evil force. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, oh boy. Not only is he... Straight up telling Moff Gideon, I'm coming. Mm-hmm. He's like, he, he's so confident that he's going to get Grogu back, which if you remember my theory is like, oh boy, he, it, this might he? upend my theory.
1: Yeah. I <laughs> um, don't know.
0: But that concludes the penultimate episode of season two, episode mm-hmm. seven, The Believer. Mm-hmm. And now all the pieces are laid out for the final episode. Wow, we did it. We're at the final episode, Caroline. Where,
1: yeah.
0: Are you excited for next week's episode?
1: I, yes. Because okay. It, because it's the last one.
0: <laughs> Don't, aren't you excited to see how all these pieces come together? How it's all going to shake
1: out? I guess if it's, okay. If it doesn't. Listen to our special, our Avengers Endgame special. If it doesn't end with like a calling, spoiler alert, if it doesn't end with a <laughs> calling of all Marvel universes, if we don't get Ahsoka Tano, if we don't get fucking Bo-Katan, if we don't get all these fucking people coming in to kick some mop giddy and will no tension.
0: Oh boy! So <laughs> well, You'll have to stay tuned and listen mm-hmm. to the final episode. Um, but this has been uh, a recap of of this penultimate episode. Uh, Caroline, do you have anything to plug before we sign off?
1: Uh, my Instagram is at Caroline My Twitter is Caroline is rad. We have uh, Instagram for the show, uh, Heinously Uninformed. A Twitter for the show, Heinously. You, Albert, has some stuff to plug.
0: I sure do. Yeah, you can, you can uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Albie Player one I also stream Tuesdays at Albie Player one on my YouTube channel. So please subscribe. I have a video on Jumanji coming out soon and got some cool things lined up for 2021. So you, you want to make sure to stay tuned and follow me at YouTube. Mm-hmm. But that's all I got. Um, but also, if you enjoyed this show, if you enjoyed this episode, or enjoy listening to us recap things that we don't know what we're talking about.
1: I don't know anything. Please make sh- <laughs>
0: Caroline, if you think Caroline is a believer, please leave us five stars. Yes. Give us a, a highly rated review. Say, Caroline made me a believer. And leave us – that's your review. <laughs> Give us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Wherever, wherever you can.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Do you think people will actually leave reviews, Caroline is a believer? What, what? A, what a character arc you, you've demonstrated on this season. I Caroline. haven't
1: had a character arc. I'm not a character. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you love this show.
1: I – you know what, the best part of this episode? No baby gazebo. That was the best part of this episode.
0: You know that that line, uh, well, fair enough. That line where Mando is saying, you don't know how much it means to me. Mm-hmm. All I pictured was Caroline under the, under the Mandalorian armor <laughs> saying
1: that. You don't know how much it means to me.
0: <laughs> that is Caroline's unenthused yeah. dramatic reading. Um, but go. thanks so much for listening thanks for tuning in yeah. um please make sure to uh share the spread the love spread the word stay mm-hmm. safe COVID cases are really dangerous right now so just please take care of yourselves uh avoid social gatherings and contact as much as you can um but until next week uh in a galaxy far far away we've been heinously uninformed
1: goodbye bye guys